Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Good Shepherd, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for Good Shepherd Sunday is recorded for us in 1 Peter chapter 2. We hear verses 21 through 25. Please rise as we hear these words in Jesus' name. Indeed, you were called to do this because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you would follow in his steps. He did not commit a sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When he was insulted, he did not insult in return. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself carried our sins in his body on the tree so that we would be dead to sins and alive to righteousness. By his wounds, you were healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but you are now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. And we pray, O Lord Jesus, help us to persevere through all trouble and suffering. Help us to rely on and follow after the great courage that we find in you, our Savior. Amen. Please be seated. In our text for today, we see a picture of what true godly courage really is. Courage. Would you say that, that you are courageous? The dictionary defines courage as being mental or moral strength to venture forward, to persevere, to withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. Now, I'm sure that there are, have been times in your life where you can look back and you can say, yeah, I, I showed some courage there. Maybe you stood up to a bully. Maybe you defended yourself or another person. Maybe you rescued someone. Maybe you even saved someone's life. Maybe you were courageous by smushing that giant spider that was in your house. But then I'm sure there are also times in your life where you can look back and say, yeah, I, I really wasn't very courageous Instead of persevering, instead of withstanding the danger that was before you, maybe there were times where you backed off, where you gave up, where you instead fled in fear. Instead of showing courage, there are often times where we end up being sheepish, lacking confidence, being weak, ending up ashamed. It reminds me of a time when I was in college and I was walking through some dark woods with a girl and we hear some heavy footsteps in the leaves nearby. And before she was even able to say, look, what was that? I was 50 yards running the other direction. <laughs> Thankfully, she forgave me. She even ended up marrying me in spite of my, in spite of my sheepishness and my cowardice. In the Bible, you and I are compared to sheep. And sheep aren't known for being very courageous. They're known instead for being sheepish, again, being weak, lacking confidence. Sheep are so easily frightened. They are easily driven off. They have this tendency to go wandering off on their own and getting themselves into trouble. So when God calls you a sheep, realize it's not very complimentary. Instead, God is humbling us. He's pointing out how we naturally lack courage. We are sheepish. Isaiah writes about this in Isaiah 53, 6. He says, we all have gone astray like sheep. Each of us has turned to his own 
way. And this is especially true when we consider what courage looks like from God's perspective. Courage from God's eyes. It's described in our text for today. Our text shows us that true courage is really about having patience in the face of suffering. To continue to go forward in spite of fear and danger because you are willing to commit yourself to God. To entrust yourself to the one who judges justly. That takes courage. It's a courageous thing when people wait on the Lord. Courage is shown, godly courage is shown, when hardships and suffering are coming at us, and yet we continue to trust in God. And that's the example that we see in our text for today. This example that we are encouraged to follow of someone who suffers immensely, and yet he endures it all without acting out sinfully without speaking any deceitful or false or, or hurtful thing. This person was being insulted. He was being made to suffer, and yet he didn't insult back. He didn't make any threats. He endured it. He took it all. And why? Because he trusted in God. In our text, God shows us what he considers to be courageous to sit there and to take it, whatever suffering we are enduring, and to do so patiently, trusting in him. To endure challenges, hardships, and difficulties without getting indignant, without getting angry, without demanding our own immediate justice. So how do you fare in this? How have you done with this? Do you show this kind of godly courage when you have been wronged? When someone has said or done something to insult you or hurt you. Maybe it's something big, some major crime that has been committed against you. Or maybe it's just something small. A classmate said something mean to you at recess. Or maybe some other driver wasn't paying attention and cut you off in traffic. How do you react? Do you react with this kind of courage? How often do we fail to show this kind of courage? We really struggle. We often have mixed up ideas about how we are supposed to react when we are wronged. And we see this especially now. Right now, as, as we see another tragic situation unfolding in our state, here in Minnesota, Right now, there are all sorts of people out there who are going off with their own ideas about what justice should look like. All sorts of people out there are, are taking this situation as an excuse to justify their own sinful actions. And lots of people out there are, are taking the situation to be an excuse for their own sinful thoughts against their neighbors. How many snap judgments have been made this past week? How many unreasonable accusations have been flung around? Hurtful things are being shouted out in every direction at everybody. Is this courage that we are seeing? Is this courage that we are showing? Or is this a case where it's true, as Isaiah said, we are like sheep going astray. 
going off on our own ways? Are we failing to turn to God? Are we failing to trust in God, who promises to be the one who avenges us? He promises to be the one who judges justly. Have we been sheepish in this task? Have we been lacking this kind of godly courage? Even those individuals out there who are offending us, those individuals who are insulting us, hurting us, maybe even causing us to suffer in some way, big or small, aren't they still our neighbors? Don't we have an obligation to love them? What would God have us do in these situations that we're currently in? Wouldn't he have us set aside our own selfish wants and desires in spite of the suffering, in spite of the insult that we might be facing and enduring in order to show love to that other person? That is what courage is really all about. And we see this kind of courage, especially as we look at our courageous and good shepherd, Jesus. While you and I, we have acted out in sinful ways and we've acted selfishly, we've faced these hard and challenging situations, we've suffered and, and have not endured very, very well, we turn and we see how our Lord Jesus did persevere. There was no sin that he committed. There was no deceit that was ever found in his mouth. He didn't respond with insults. He didn't make threats. Our courageous shepherd endured it all, all of the suffering that he went through. And thanks be to God for this. Glory be to Jesus for doing this. As our text says, Christ suffered for you and for me. And he did this. He was willing to go through all this suffering and to endure all these things, even while we were his enemies, as Paul points out. For all the times where you and I have, have failed to act with godly courage, to withstand our sufferings and hardships in a godly way, glory be to Jesus, he did not fail. He withstood it all. He was courageous for you and for me. And by doing what we haven't done, our Lord Jesus earned what we need and what he wants to share with you and me. Righteousness in God's eyes. And as for all those times where we went off like sheep, doing our own thing in our own way, our Lord Jesus took all of those sins of ours, all of, those sin, all of that sinful sheepishness. And as our text says, he himself carried our sins in his body on the tree so that we would be dead to sins and alive to righteousness. By his wounds, you were healed. Our Lord Jesus is, as he himself proclaimed in our gospel lesson a few moments ago, the good shepherd who lays down his life for us, his sheep. And because of that, because of our shepherd's courage, to patiently endure and face suffering. We who are his sheep, we now have confidence. We have this glorious message that we possess righteousness before God and that all of our sins are totally, perfectly paid for. And that means also that the closing words of our text for today are also true. 
You are now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. The Lord has gone out. He has searched you out. He has found you. He has brought you close to himself. And we can happily draw in close to him because we know the courage that he has shown for us. In fact, isn't that the reason why we are gathered here today? It's why our church exists. It's why we come here. It's why we tune in. Every week we gather together and we begin our services by acknowledging our sheepishness. How quickly it is that we have wandered away into sin, Lord. Forgive me. And our good shepherd draws us close to himself and he speaks tenderly to us. He says, I forgive you. I love you. Because of me and what I have done, you now have peace with God and the promise of eternal life. Here in this place, our good shepherd, our courageous shepherd, he leads us to the quiet waters. He restores our souls. Here in this place, he gives to us the water of life. Our shepherd washes us in, in a precious water. Later today, we're going to have a baptism for Signe Jean Yeager. And at that baptismal font where you and I have been baptized, Jesus himself comes and he puts the name of the triune God and joins it with that water and he puts it upon our head for the forgiveness of our sins so that as Peter will write in the next chapter of his epistle, baptism now saves us. Thank you, good shepherd. Our good shepherd also prepares a table before us. He gives us the bread of life, and he even is sharing that with us here today as we get to come forward before his altar, and he feeds us his own body and blood with the bread and the wine for the forgiveness of sins in the Lord's Supper. Here in this place, as we gather in church, we also get to fill our ears and our eyes, our, our hearts and our minds with his word. In fact, everything we do here from, from preaching to reading the lessons to these hymns that we have and the liturgy that we follow, it's all about the word and this message about our good shepherd who is leading us to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And here we come and that we install that into our hearts and minds so that then we can go out for every other moment of our week and we can have comfort and peace in knowing that our good shepherd is with us. And he is absolutely with us. After all, he has promised his people, I will be with you always, even to the very end of the age. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you, he proclaims. Do you believe this? Do you believe that our good, courageous shepherd is still with us, that he is leading us, that he is feeding us, that he is guiding us, that he is watching over us. He is the overseer of our bodies and souls. You should. You should believe this, especially here in this Easter season. We look and we see that open and empty tomb, and we hear a message, he is risen. And it serves as proof to you and to me that our Lord Jesus keeps his word. He keeps his promise. He has courageously endured through all suffering and he has come through it so that forgiveness, salvation, eternal life will belong to you and me. And that now leaves you and me with the ability to, to have confidence. It gives us now a reason to have courage ourselves. 
Because guess what? Life is going to come at you hard. Life is going to stink. There are going to be times when you will suffer. Maybe you're even suffering right now with some affliction. You are going to face injustice. There are going to be times where we are going to be sheep marching through the valley of the shadow of death. Don't be surprised by that. But have comfort because you still do not need to fear any evil. Your shepherd is there with you, and he is courageous. He's proven his courage, and we rely on that courage. Imagine a sheep out grazing, eating grass, and then he looks up, and inches away from his face is this giant snarling wolf. But that sheep just puts his head back down, takes another bite of grass. How would it be possible for that sheep to be so cool, calm, and collected? Well, that sheep knows that standing behind him is the shepherd. The shepherd who has already faced off against that snarling wolf and has defeated that wolf. And even though that wolf is snarling in the sheep's face and trying to scare that sheep and trying to drive that sheep away from that shepherd, as long as that shepherd is behind the sheep, that wolf cannot touch that sheep. And so it is for you and me. You can be confident. You can have courage. Even in the midst of any fearful, scary situation, you can carry on, you can endure it, you can persevere. Why? Because your courageous shepherd is standing behind you, is standing at your side, is holding you in his arms. That was the case for so many heroes of the faith. Think of David facing off against Goliath. Think of St. Paul as he would go out on these dangerous missionary journeys. Think of the disciples. On Easter evening, they were locked away in that upper room in fear for their lives. But then Jesus appears to them. He shows them that he has persevered through it all. He is alive and he promises to be with them always. And what a change that makes for those disciples. Those disciples then are, are willing to go out to endure all suffering, even death, in order to praise and proclaim Christ Jesus as Lord. We see this example also with Martin Luther. We see courage there with Martin Luther. Today is a special day for us in the Lutheran Church. It marks the 500th anniversary to the day of when Luther stood before the emperor of the Holy Roman Empire, before all these important princes, before all of these important officials of the Roman Catholic Church at the Diet of Worms. And they were demanding, Luther, you have to recant everything you have written and said, or we will label you as a heretic, and you will probably be put to death. There were lots of snarling wolves around Luther in that room at that point. But with great courage, he replied, courage inspired by knowing the courageous shepherd that he trusted in. He said, my conscience is captive to the word of God. I will not recant. Here I stand. I can do no other. God help me. Amen. That's the kind of courage that you and I can have as well. Even in the face of any hardship, even in the face of any suffering, 
because you know that you have a good and courageous shepherd, Jesus, with you. All glory be to him. Amen.